Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk with Jiggy right now at 1-866-763-1242. And email JiggyJagwire at JiggyJagwire.com. As we continue on... On Build, Grow, and Enjoy, and also the world-famous Chiggy Jaguar Radio Broadcast. iHeartRadio, TuneIn, iTunes, Red Nation Rising Radio, KFRK in Denver, and of course, 50-plus AM FM stations. Across the country and around the world, check out our brand new app. It's JiggyJaguar.us. That's J-I-G-G-Y-J-A-G-U-A-R.us. Also... Go to JiggyJaguar.com for more information. We are going to go to our first guest here in a few moments via the Skype audio. Yeesh, the Skype audio. And uh, he is a famed media personality, film producer, Peter Starr. He is the author of a forthcoming book, Prostate Cancer, Why We Get It and What to Do About It. He himself is a prostate cancer survivor. He wants every other male to survive the cancer without surgery, drugs, or radiation, and check out survivingprostatecancer.org for more information. We are going to go to the telephones, and we are going to grab Mr. Peter Star. A big star. Is he a big star? Or is he Peter Star? He's so big, he needs two R's in his name. He used to be so big, it needs two G's in it. But that's fine. That doesn't matter. Hello? Peter Starr, how are you, sir? It's, it's uh, James Lowe what? with KJAG Radio. How are you? Hang on a second. I'll, I'll get two, two things going on at one time. Not a problem. Not a problem. Okay, I've stopped it. There we are. Peter Starr, how are you? It's James Lowe calling you for your radio interview. How are you, sir? Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> I'm well. I just had a hard time hearing you there for a second. Not a problem, not a problem. We've got Peter Starr with us today. He joins us live here on Skype Audio to discuss uh, the, his incredible, incredible forthcoming book. Tell us a little bit about this book, my friend. Well, the book is called Prostate Cancer, Why We Get It and What to Do About It. Yes. And it's the result of about 12 years of study that I've done on the subject matter, including, of course, having been diagnosed with prostate cancer myself 13 years ago. Wow. Now, uh, tell us a little bit about the book. Why did you decide to write this book? Well, I did a documentary called Surviving Prostate Cancer Without Surgery, Drugs, or Radiation, and um, that was done like five years ago, and I went around the world interviewing 52, I think it was, doctors from eight countries on three continents to learn about everything that the world had to say to me about natural healing. And uh, that documentary came out. It was on PBS uh, over a period of time over the last year or so. And uh, But since the first day that I started producing that, and producing documentaries takes a long time. It took me three and a half years to actually make that documentary. Um, things have changed a little bit. There's been a lot of progress in prostate cancer treatments, in Europe in particular, and a lot of research being done outside of this country. 
And um, people, I believe, that have prostate cancer need to have the best information they can get about what all of their alternatives are for them, not just conventional treatment, which quite often, unfortunately, just simply doesn't work. Peter Starr with us today. He joins us live here in our broadcast. He's the author of a forthcoming book, Prostate Cancer, Why We Get It and What to Do About It. He himself is a prostate cancer survivor. He wants every other male to survive the cancer without surgery, drugs, or radiation. Give us your thoughts on that whole thing. Drugs or or radiation without surgery? Uh, Give us your thoughts on this, Peter. Well, you have to look at the statistics. Now, I'll stand, start out by saying that not all people that undergo surgery or radiation fail. They don't, otherwise it would be banned the world around. The problem is that the side effects that happen from these treatments are significant, and they're simply just not communicated to uh, the patient prior to them giving um, their consent to either surgery or radiation. And that's the thing that bothers me the most. It's not the fact that uh, the radiation exists or surgery exists. It's just that people are, are not even informed about the rate of impotence, the rate of incontinence, and the fact that the cancer comes back. And you might say, well, if you've taken my prostate out, how can the cancer come back? Well, the, the issue is that the doctor will tell you, well, maybe we didn't get it all. The problem is not that at all. The problem is the fact that they've never treated the cause of the cancer. All I've done is remove the tumor. And what I think needs to be done and what we try to teach is that you need to look at your entire body holistically. What's going on with that body? What can I change to make me healthier? And how can I help my body recover from this cancerous disease that I've picked up? That's really what it amounts to. Um, I get people, we have a foundation here, and we give free consultations to people that have issues with prostate cancer. Uh, We prefer them to have looked at the documentary first so they get a real good education before they come to us. But we get guys coming and say, look, I've had my prostate removed. They radiated me afterwards, and the cancer's back. What can I do? And it's it's a hard time. It's a hard boat to row when you get to that point where you've done all of that, the cancer's back, and and the doctors have said to you, well, there's nothing more we can do. And there is nothing more that they can do. But there's a lot that you can do to totally change your diet, your lifestyle, the way you think. And those are important things that should have been done prior to surgery, prior to radiation, and prior to debilitating drugs like Casadex and Lupron. We've got a uh, great guest with us today. Peter Starr joins us here on our big broadcast. And uh, you, you talk diet. What, 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 what are you thinking as far as a, a diet goes uh, for somebody uh, with either prostate cancer or they've survived it? Well, um, we tend to look at diet as a, as a part of the entire repair mechanism of the body. Um, we do a, a blood test. We look at 62 points in the blood to find out what your body is deficient in. And we base a diet around what your body is already deficient in. And this changes individually, one by one. So to tell you to become a specific diet, as far as we're concerned, is not giving you the whole truth. Should I be a vegetarian? Possibly. We don't know that until we test you. Are you eating the wrong kinds of meat? Probably. The wrong kind of meat, processed meats, are not good for anybody, particularly men in the prostate cancer age group. So those are issues we look at. But we look at it individually 
simply because some people are, are basically different. Eskimos live very much on, on animal fats, and they do very well, and they get very, very low rates of prostate cancer. Uh, vegetarians in, in uh, the Mediterranean areas or the, the different areas of this country don't have any different rates of prostate cancer than men that eat um, uh, you know, conventional meat and potatoes. So there's a lot going on in the body chemistry you've got to look at, not just tell people to be vegetarian. I'm not against vegetarians. I was one for a while. And or vegans, the same thing. It's just what's good for you? What, how do we find this out? How do we look for it? What sort of blood tests can we do? Those are important things before telling you what you should be eating. It's Peter Starr. He joins us today here on our big broadcast, Coast to Coast and Border to Border on TuneIn, iTunes, Radio Loyalty, Blog Talk Radio as well. And uh, you, you've got a, uh, a great game plan here in this book. Um, what do you want readers to take away from your writing? Well, the, the book hopefully will be out in September. It's taken me a long time to write because the research involved and what's happening in other countries, particularly Switzerland and Germany and Israel, and even in the UK. I'm an ex-Brit. I've lived in America 30-some-odd years. I'm an American now. But uh, I keep in touch with doctors in all of these countries to keep on top of what's going on because, generally speaking, treatments that get into this country are five years behind what they are in Germany and Switzerland. So... What I want people to get from this book is an advanced knowledge of what's going on in other countries. What can we expect here? And I'll give you a quick example of that. There's a process called HIFU, high-intensity focused ultrasound, that's been available in Canada and uh, England and Mexico for probably six, seven years. And it's a process where they bombard the prostate with, uh, with ultrasound, high-intensity ultrasound, to kill the prostate tissue within the capsule. And um, now that's become available in this country. It's not available on insurance. It's a cash-only treatment. But it's not approved for prostate cancer, which is kind of crazy because if you kill the tissue, you're going to kill the tissue, whether it's cancerous or not. But it's a little thing in there, and it's one of the reasons why it's not available on insurance at the moment because the FDA has not approved it as a prime cancer treatment even though it's being done in other countries with some degree of success. So we like to keep on top of what's going on in other countries so we can say to people, look, maybe you need to go to Germany to have this treatment. Maybe you need to take a look at photodynamic therapy as they do it in, in Germany or Switzerland or the United Kingdom. These are things that we need to know rather than go headlong into a treatment process which has no guarantee that it will be successful but that has a fairly high rate of impotence, incontinence, and, of course, the cancer coming back. We've got a uh, great guest with us today. He joins us live here on our big broadcast, Peter Starr, author of the forthcoming book, Prostate Cancer, Why We Get It and What to Do About It. He joins us today here on Skype Audio to discuss this book. And uh, you've got the, 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 there's a lot of good information at survivingprostatecancer.org. It gives a lot of information about the problem. And uh, what a great job you're doing to help us all, my friend. Well, I appreciate that. In fact, there's something you can probably help me out as well. One of the outreach programs we do is I've been involved in motorcycling for a very, very long time. This is like my 58th year of riding motorcycles. And I've done everything from being a professional racer right through to being a stunt guy in the movies. Part of what I do is I will go to motorcycle dealerships and I will show one of the films that I made during the highlights of my filmmaking career 
go take it to the limit at the dealership, and I will give a talk to prostate cancer to, to men, motorcycle people about prostate cancer. The point being that in the marketplace today of motorcycling, it's an older market. There's a lot of people aged 45 and up that ride motorcycles today, and very few of them get uh, the opportunity to listen to or discuss the one key cancer that they're going to be facing in their lifetime, and that's prostate cancer. So our outreach program is we go to motorcycle dealerships and we give talks, we give an entertaining film, and we hopefully will reach a lot of men and sort of put their mind at ease somewhat about what the possibilities are of them getting prostate cancer and what they should look at in terms of reversing that disease if they should get it. And by the way, one in six men in their lifetime will get prostate cancer in this country. We've got a uh, great guest with us today. Peter Starr joins us. It's an amazing story, a uh, film by an amazing man that every male should see. And uh, prostate cancer is the number one cancer for males, just as breast cancer is number one for females. Uh, Peter, kind of draw some some similarities here between the two cancers. Uh, give, give us some th- facts and figures and, and, and talk about the parallels between the two. Well, the biggest parallel is, of course, that uh, breast cancer is to... Uh, uh, to women, while prostate cancer is to men in terms of the frequency, one in eight women will get breast cancer, and one in six men will get uh, prostate cancer, which is basically men get prostate cancer at the rate 30% higher than women get breast cancer. The difference is that women will die at a higher rate from breast cancer than men will die from uh, prostate cancer. So there's a little balancing going on there. They're both considered to be what they call hormonally driven cancers, which means basically they're created because of an excess of estrogens within the body. It's the, and with prostate cancer, the, the conventional thinking for years has been that testosterone is the problem. In reality, the new research and the new science shows us that it's not testosterone at all, it's estrogen, as it is with women of breast cancer. So we have to be conscious as we get older, you know, the kind of um, hormones that we're generating in our body, the kind of balance that we have to put into effect of, of um, uh, the different hormones that we have, and it, that's exactly the same for men as it is for women. We need to make that balance. Um, that's about where the similarities end. Uh, unfortunately, as a male, I can tell you that um, breast cancer gets a lot more money to help the, get the message out than uh, prostate cancer gets. We're getting closer. We're getting better. But uh, we still don't have enough effort and money to get the natural method out there of what you should be doing to change your body chemistry to look at the future and the way we live and and adjust accordingly to give us the best possible chance not to get cancer in the first place we've got a uh, great guest with us today he joins us live here in our broadcast peter Starr is our guest here on this edition of our world-famous Chicky Jaguar radio broadcast and also Build, Grow, and Enjoy. He joins us live. Now, uh, what is some research that you've done into this topic? Share with us some research you've done. Well, that's I, I personally, I piggyback off other people's research, to be honest about it. I don't have the financial resource to do a lot of research here. Uh, we do a lot of consultations, which we manage to do for free at the moment, even though we're... We're a 501c3 charity, and we try to do the best we can with what little resources we've got to help men without having them run up a big bill with us. But we don't have a lot of money to do our own research, so I piggyback off other people's. One of the, the most significant of recent times is a modification of a treatment called photodynamic therapy. 
Um, this is a process uh, of treatment that's been uh, approved in America for skin cancer and cancers that are less than one centimeter below the skin. And it's a process where you take orally a sensitizer made out of a chlorophyll substance, and that goes directly to the cancer cells. Then you bombard it with a certain frequency of light. It activates that sensitizer, causing the cancer cells to die. Now, that's been around for a long time. They tried to use that for deeper cancers, like prostate cancer, but to be quite honest, the results have been disappointing, to say the least. Well, now, there's a, a, a company called the Weizmann Institute out of Israel, came up with an entirely different process, and you have to think to yourself, why didn't somebody else think about this? They developed a new sensitizer, but instead of giving it to the patient orally, they go in through the perineum, which is the area just between the testicles and the rectum, and they go into the prostate directly with photo tubes, in other words, tubes that carry light. They deliver the sensitizer directly into the prostate that way, and then they bombard it with light down the same tubes, killing the cancer cells, and the whole thing's over in, in 90 minutes. It's done under general anesthesia, and to date, if the clinical trials that have been done in Germany and the UK are, are repeated here, I think in the next five to six years, you're going to find that this is going to become the, the treatment of choice for men with prostate cancer, because it's over in 90 minutes, the cancer's killed. To date, they've had no negative uh, effects of it whatsoever. And I will talk about this in great detail in my book. And this is a new treatment, something that wasn't around when we did the documentary that was on PBS last year. Now, is is it is it just the the, the whole uh, prostate cancer situation? Is is there a situation where this is all just cancer and everything seems to be big business? Is is that what's going on here, or are there? realistically cures and things out there that that are being held back by the pharmaceutical industry kind of talk a little bit about that because you you hear about that every once in a while on online and in different places well i'll give you an example uh, about that and and there is some truth to it i don't think treatments have been held back so much i don't think there's that kind of conspiracy in reality but i think you know cancer is certainly a business and the entire business of cancer is so huge that, quite honestly, if somebody came up with a simple cure for cancer, the unemployment rate amongst the cancer industry would be so high. You have to think that maybe we're not getting the whole truth. I think there's some degree of truth to, to what I've just said there, but I don't think it's, it's an actually live conspiracy. The biggest problem is, is there is a holding back of information on the naturopathic side of things by doctors who are, through the oath that they take, forbidden to offer naturopathic cures. And um, not all naturopathic cures work for everybody. But let me tell you, the rate of success by chemotherapy and, and cancer drugs like that is equally appalling. There was a study done recently in the UK and, and followed up by another study in Australia, and this is published, you can Google it, look it up, that the overall rate of chemotherapy, success rate of chemotherapy, on a five-year survival rate after chemotherapy is like 2.3%. Not good. No. And, you know, and yet no. we, we don't hear these numbers. They're not published. They're not talked about every day. And it's very much like the, the, the problems we have in politics in this country right now. You're only getting a lot of that information that is relevant 
look at television as an example is a prime thing. You know, when you look at a, a show like Jeopardy, just to give you an example, most of the advertising in Jeopardy is, is put up by the pharmaceutical industry. The amount of money that would be lost to television alone if the pharmaceutical industry had to withdraw that advertising is tremendous. It's huge. So is there some collusion? Probably some collusion in terms of the information getting out there. And uh, But the information is around. You've just got to dig for it. And there are doctors around the world that will help you find that if you've got a specific cancer issue that's not being taken care of by conventional means. We've got a uh, great guest with us today. He joins us live here on our big broadcast. And uh, Peter Starr joins us. He's got this incredible, incredible book out there. Now, what, what, what are some different things you've noticed over the years that uh, ha- has, has been giant steps in, uh, in, in the different cancers and research? Well, I think for, for prostate cancer, it's certainly been the, the new uh, photodynamic therapy. That's, that's been huge. The other thing is also that what is a, um, a cash cow within the medical profession is the biopsying of prostate cancers to determine if cancer is there. In fact, there was a study done by uh, one of the universities up in Canada, I think it was the University of Toronto, that basically said that if urologists stop doing biopsies of the prostate, 50% of urologists would go out of business. That's a huge damning statement to be made by a university study. And, and it's basically true. And the problem with biopsies is it starts off the process of treatment from the wrong perspective. You're punching 12 holes into a, an organ that's about the size of a walnut, and you're drawing 12 times half-inch long, 1.5-millimeter samples out of the prostate. And as one of the patients in my documentary said, uh, in a very thick Scottish accent about that, he screams at the camera and he says, Mine has never recovered. And the bottom line is, it's very hard for the prostate to recover from that kind of invasion of 12-needle samples being withdrawn from it. And what do they find out? Well, they get samples in there, and they give it a a scale called a Gleason score as to their opinion as to the aggressiveness of supposedly that cancer. The problem is that a lot of the times they miss the cancer. So they get a false negative, or they can actually get a false positive also. And that will trigger a series of treatments that the patient may not be ready for and may not be necessary. I'll give you a couple of statistics. Yes. The, from in men aged 50 to 59, 48% will already have prostate cancer. They know that from the, from the uh, examination of uh, the pathology reports of, from dead men. They, they know that. Here's the problem. Let's say you get an elevated PSA. And by elevated, it doesn't have to be elevated that much. When the, your, your general practitioner will send you off to the urologist for a biopsy. The urologist is only too happy to do a biopsy. And if, it, if you're one of those two men, age 50 to 59, at that time, he's going to find some cancer. And then that goes, oh, my God, you've got prostate cancer. We well, better take that out right now. And you go, oh, I don't think I'm going to take it out. I think I'll have radiation. But either way, you do conventional treatment. The key statistic is 85% of those people will never, ever have needed that treatment. The issue is that the 15%, of course, that do need the treatment, but if you can imagine 85% don't need to go through that, 
the biggest challenge we're going to have, I think, in the next five to ten years is understanding how to identify that 15%, and so we don't butcher the other 85%. Those are, those are key issues. But prostate cancer is epidemic. I mean, if you can say one out of every two men aged 50 to 59 already have prostate cancer, you can say that's epidemic. Why do we have that? Well, it is our diet, our lifestyle, the way we think, the stress that we live under. Goodness gracious, I mean, the stress we live under today is, is unbelievable. And, of course, we know that men have lived with prostate cancer for long periods of time. And we know most men that have prostate cancer will die of something else, not of that prostate cancer. But there's another aspect of this also, which is kind of interesting, is what we don't know and what is trickling through in new studies is how many men die because of the treatment, not because of the disease. And that's an interesting thought to leave you with. Well, it is a uh, fantastic, fantastic interview. Thank you to Peter Starr. He has uh, been our guest here on this broadcast. And uh, give, give us your thoughts and feelings as, as you go here. Uh, where can we find you online and uh, pick up the book when it's released? Well, the, our website is called survivingprostatecancer.org. You can see a trailer to the documentary on there. You can buy the documentary there. It's a three-DVD set, six and a half hours of the best education you can get at the moment. And that's available now. We are a charity. We are 501c3. We do accept donations. And the book should be available in September, and it is called Prostate Cancer, Why We Get It, What to Do About It. Well, it is an amazing book, and uh, I'm looking forward to talking to you soon. Thanks for coming on our program, Peter. I appreciate it, my friend. It's been my pleasure, and uh, I look forward to speaking to you again soon, I hope. Definitely, definitely. Have yourself a wonderful, wonderful day. Thank you, Peter. Appreciate it, my friend. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye now. Peter Starr with us today here on our big broadcast via Skype audio. We're going to take a uh, brief time out, and uh, when we come back, we've got more coming up. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.